just want to share with you this morning in intercession, we were having the awareness that this place is the breakthrough we've been praying for. This place is an example of God's provision and goodness. And so if you're going through the last two years and you're praying for a breakthrough, look at this place as a testimony for you to become the spirit of prophecy in your life to receive the breakthrough that you've been praying for because we are standing and sitting right now in God's breakthrough. So Lord, we just thank you for the breakthrough that today we begin a new season. Lord, and sometimes you give us things that we don't expect or maybe it looks different. Lord, blue water typically is gonna be in the trenches. Well, we're in the trenches right here in Aina Haina. And so God, we just, we just allow you to come in and be a light on a hill. We're on a high place worshiping the Lord God Almighty and the atmosphere around this place is shifting. And so we bless the community around us. We invite your presence in today, God. We invite you into the new season. Amen. 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 So, Blue Water, welcome to Aina Haina. Thank you for roughing it, driving a little bit farther. Thank you so much. Isn't this place beautiful? The valley, the I mean, just the atmosphere itself is just a new season. So we're so glad you guys are here. And also, we're so glad you guys have joined us who are online. So God bless you guys. So, all right. So um, let's see. Let's. Yes, let's do some tithes and offerings. So we're going to continue our worship. Uh, can we just give a round of applause to the worship band? Yes. Thank you so, so much. Good. Yes, so good. Amazing. Ushering in our brand new service. Uh, we're going to continue our, our worship. Another way to worship the Lord is through tithes and offerings. And so we're going to have our ushers start passing the buckets. If you're new or visiting here, we want this service to be a gift to you. Please keep your money in your pocket and don't give. But if you call Blue Water your home, you can definitely give through the buckets. Or you can go to our online giving platform, bluewatermission.org slash give. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, before, actually, we didn't even introduce ourselves. I am Kwok. This is my wife, Lila. I've been married for seven years, and we're one of the pastors here at Blue Water. So we'd love to connect with you. If you don't know us, we'd love to connect with you. So if you love dim sum, we're happy to join you after lunch. If you love dim sum, we're there. If you're vegetarian, go see Pastor Jordan, and he'll have lunch with you. Okay? Um, you'll know more about that if you don't know what that means. Okay, so let me tell you what today's service is, right? So we just had an amazing time of worship. And then right now we talk about just what's going on, what God is doing, and some things we just want to kind of share with you. Things that are happening today and things that are happening in the next week, okay? And then after that, Pastor Jordan comes up and shares, the, uh, shares from God's word and also what God puts on his heart to really impart to us. And then we have a time where we just have a time of prayer ministry. Oh, some, another word I like to call it is power ministry, where you come up and you just say, God, I need to be met in some way. And we, we have a prayer team that comes up that my wife leads with an amazing bunch of men and women who come and pray for you. You need healing. You need a, a miracle. You need a, a message. You need a word. You need encouragement. You come up for that. Okay. And then after that, we have a barbecue. We have a barbecue. Yes. So the sound, the, the setup crew and the takedown crew are so happy that do not have to set up and break down after 12 years that they are hosting <laughs> us for a barbecue outside. So if you already have plans, feel free to you know go off and all that stuff. But feel free to hang out. You can eat in here, you can eat out there, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so a couple rules. One, if you are if you have children and you check them into Keiki at the kids' church. Please pick them up by 1045 at the latest because we want our teachers to join in as well. Okay? Fair? 
Fair? Okay, cool. Number two, if you are a high schooler, where's the high schoolers? We have a spirit-filled high school group. You grab your lunch and then make sure you make your way down to the dedicated youth room downstairs because you guys will start promptly at 11. Okay? That's it. Those are the only two things. Cool. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. All right. So I want to announce what we're going to be doing next Sunday. But before I do, I have the microphone. So I get to do surprise. I want to just take a minute to honor my husband. He has led this entire transition from Palama, and you guys have no idea the balls that he has juggled, coordinating everything. Obviously, there's been a ton of people helping, and we thank all of those, but he doesn't get honored publicly very often, so here's my chance. So he was literally outside pressure washing the sidewalk because it had um, algae over the years, so you guys wouldn't trip. Everything is about us and I just so appreciate that about him his heart is always thinking about us and so babe thanks we love you I'm going to pay for that later. All right, so next Sunday, we are going to have our annual prophecy service. Jordan is taking the lead, and for those of you who are familiar with that, you know how amazing that is. Great opportunity to invite new people. A lot of times, new people get a word from the Lord. If you haven't been to one of our prophecy services before, you're in for a treat. It's super cool to hear the Lord speak, so look out for that next Sunday. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I, I, I have to mention this. So because we're in a new space, we kind of have to figure out what, what's, what's okay and what's not okay, those kind of things, right? Beverages, okay. As long as it's covered, you're good. And guess what? Dogs are okay. We're pro-dog here, okay? So if you have a dog, but you know what I mean? Make sure they're clean, all those kind of things, yeah, kind of stuff, and you know, all those kind of things. So we're, we're pro-dog here a little bit too. So you might see some dogs later on, but yeah. But make sure it's clean and clean up after themselves and so on and so forth. So cool. All right. Um, all right. Greeting. Greeting. Bathroom. Oh, yeah. So, Benjo, bathrooms. Okay, so there are, um, this. there is a bathroom here, but it's currently in service, and we're going to dedicate that just for women once it's up and running, okay? There is a full bath in the parsonage, which is a kid's church, and you just follow the signs outside and go in there. Don't take a shower or anything like that. You know, make sure, be, be courteous. Um, but yeah, so there's right now only one restroom, which is unisex at the moment, okay? But hopefully in the coming weeks, hopefully this week, this one will be open. This one will be for women only. The one in the parsonage will be both unisex for both men and women, okay? Sounds good. Thank you for reminding me on that, okay? Um, some people might say, what is on the menu for the barbecue? We have burgers. We have hot dog. We have steak. And then we have also a thing which I call fake burgers, which is beyond burgers for those who, some ethical thing, or what, I don't know what it is. Vegetarian. Like, imagine, yeah, fake, like imaginary burgers, what do you want to call it? Whatever it is. So we have everything available for you guys, salad. Yeah, give those guys a big round of applause because they just are just loving us in some way. So, yeah, so, all right. Okay, this is one of my favorite prizes where we all stand up and greet one another. But before we do that, I want to say, okay, I want you to stand up if this is your first Blue Water service and you this is, has been your home church for all these for many years. I want you to stand up, but we want to recognize you. Who are new members of our Blue Water Ohana? Come on, stand up. I know where you are. Raphael, Linda, okay, the guys in the back. Who else is there? There's a few more. Andy. Thank you so much for inviting us into your home. 
and that now it becomes our home. Right? We're one family. We're one body in Christ. Thank you so much, you guys. So, um, so before, okay, so we are going to have communion today because I think it's so awesome, okay? So these nice sanitized individual things. So, so if you haven't picked one up in the, uh, in the mor- uh, this morning when you walked in, please go to the altar in the back over there and just grab one. Okay, so let's stand up and take a few minutes and greet one another with love and social distancing as much as you can, okay? Love on each other. God bless you. I've heard the phrase social distancing already this morning. And, you know, just to state the obvious, this isn't that place. Uh, and, and, you know, and I say that with all, you know, compassion and due respect and everything. But it's like we just can't help it. All right. Uh, and so, like, if you're listening at home and stuff like that, I just want you to know this isn't the place for that. Um, and uh, so if, if you or someone close to you is in that uber vulnerable category, you're just going to have to, uh, you know, police yourself. Um, this isn't the place for social distancing. And in that spirit, just give a high five to somebody next to you. And then, and then like, sanitize your hand on your jeans or something, just for old time's sake. Um, and, uh, you know, the world is what it is, and the dangers are what they are, but life is what it is. And, and, uh, and uh, I'm just going to go on. And, all right. Not to alarm anybody or anything like that. Um, how many of you were at the first Blue Water service at Palama at the beginning? Go ahead and stand up. Thanks. And uh, you have become this. Uh, wow, all right. And so, you know, 10 years from now when I say, who was at the first Blue Water service at Aina Haina then? All of you get to stand up. That'd be really cool. All right. There's something to look forward to. Hang in there. This is a 10-year investment. But just hang in there. It's been said, but it was just such a, an incredible week of people preparing the church and, like, you know, all the folks that were in it. I know, like, Sonia Rolo, Tony were here till like, almost midnight last night. KQ area is awesome if you have not seen it. Um, just setting up, and of course, you know, Quack didn't sleep this week. Um, and also a special uh, thank you to um, the Anaheim Church of God people who sort of passed the facility off to us and also jumped in to serve this week, right? Make sure that we knew where everything was and opened stuff for us and dedicated stuff to us and all that. It's, so. Enjoy the barbecue, guys. That's kind of all you get. Uh, but, you know, we, we wanted to honor you and to honor, honor you uh, going forward. You know, you can't help but reminisce a little bit when you start off uh, a new escapade uh, in a new place. So I decided to, uh, this morning, in, in a quick fashion, preach all the Blue Water sermons I've ever preached. All right. So I, if, if you're new, like... I have a gift, I call it a gift, uh, of, of just sort of uh, summarizing and formulating things in short little sayings, little proverbs and stuff like that. Like in personal proverbs, I've got like 150 of personal proverbs, I'm not gonna recite them. Um, but, but we make a lot of sayings of blue water because we're not the brightest pennies in the pocket and when you put little sayings together, it helps you remember things, right? Uh, and so here is all the blue water sermons I ever gave in somewhat chronological order, 
over the last 10 or 12 years, all right? First one, faith changes everything. Do you remember that? You old timers? It was actually our first church motto. It was on the website at the beginning. And I remember like figuring out the art with Jocelyn Sasaki back in the day. Faith changes everything. You like that? That's good. That's, that's Christian. Let's use that. Faith changes everything. Uh, God loves you more than you think. Remember that one? That was a big one. Faith changes everything. God loves you more than you think. You could kind of stop there and be pretty good with the gospel at that point, right? That would be, that would be pretty good. Faith means... All right, that one's like, you, we'll use that like every week uh, for, for over 10 years. Faith means trying. Faith is spelled T-R-Y, right? You know, faith is when belief tries what it should. Uh, we all know that one. Discipleship is? Discipleship is follow through. Less, fewer of you know that, which means shape up, people. <laughs> Discipleship is follow through. Um, that's really what it is. Life is ministry, you know, and discipleship is follow through. In your purpose lies your power, right? We all have a calling. You could live according to your problems or you could live according to your purpose. That was like a whole year of sermons right there. Um, that's a big one. We're in it for the stories. Because if you live according to your purpose and you try, you generate a lot of stories. Some of them are successes, some of them are failures, but they're all worth sharing. We're in it for the stories. We are people of stories. Mission, method, mindset. You know, you have to be into all of those things if you want to have a, a fruitful life. Every miracle needs a method. Every miracle needs a method. We all perform miracles. Just figure out how you're going to go about it and get to it. There were some sermons in that one. Uh, your attitude is the most contagious thing about you. Do you remember that one? Share some attitude through your mask with the person next to you. It's kind of mixed. It's kind of mixed, but your attitude is the most contagious thing about you. The world does not care what you believe, but the world cares a great deal about whether you have faith. And faith is attitude. Faith is an attitude. It's an approach to life that says, try. God is about to do something good right here. Uh, breaking it down really practically, a meal plus one significant question is a kingdom event. I don't know, like, who, was that, did I formulate that or did you, Antonio? I think that might have been yours, actually. A meal plus one significant question is a kingdom uh, event. Uh, what's God saying to you lately? Speaking of questions, let's go through all of them, shall we? What's God saying to you lately? What are you doing about it? What's hard about doing that? Who are you bringing along with you? How can I help? Five discipleship questions. If you don't know them now, well, your salvation is in question. Uh, but you will know them soon. Uh, just ways that we really help uh, keep each other on track and spread the gospel in the world because Jesus taught me that asking a question was better than giving a sermon. Uh, so I ask questions of the congregation uh, most weeks. Um, this is one that if you're uh, in leadership at all, if you're serving in Blue Water, you've probably heard me say, leaders are not allowed to get offended. Because we're servants. And uh, that about sums it up. You're caught up now. <laughs> you're caught up. Even if you're new, uh, you're caught up. So let's do our weekly warm-up questionnaire. Roll your shoulders, clap your hands, crack your neck, whatever you need to do just to kind of get the juices flowing. And all I'm going to do is kind of, you know, spiff off of a, uh, the, uh, a phrase from the beginning. 
Do you think faith really changes everything? Cat does. Do you think so? Does faith, does faith change everything? Think about that a second. Think about it. Does faith change everything? What might not faith change? If you're a pessimist, cynical person, some of us are. Maybe that's a better way to formulate it. Faith does not change the way you cook your bacon. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. If you don't cook bacon, that is self-evidently true. Yeah. If you're a pig, maybe your faith does change the way bacon gets cooked. We could just go on and on and that one forever, Gats. Does faith change uh, everything? And it's, it's sure a big deal. You know, the scriptures certainly make that clear, like if, particularly if you've read through the Gospels. That Jesus is always on and on about faith. He gets in, impressed by it. Last week I talked about uh, my prophetic sense for what 2022 will be uh, in, in the world. Uh, and I, I, I do feel like I've gotten some prophetic sense about it. Uh, I know it's prophetic. I feel like it's a revelation from the Lord because it's not something that I would say just sort of reading what's happening in the world in terms of, of current events. But I think 2022 will be a year in which spiritual supernatural things get renewed respect in the world, which is not the way culture has been going, right? So for me to have what I think is a real heaven-given conviction about that is remarkable even to me. It's like, huh. And then I feel, uh, going along with that, that spiritual, supernatural, godly people will get renewed respect in the world this year. Not the way culture's been going, right? So for me to say that belies a conviction uh, that surely must come from God because it doesn't come from the media. Um, uh, And so that makes me interested. You know, I already said that I think 2022, I started saying this in late 2021. It's like the Lord is just pouring out a creativity upon his people that just feels, it feels like a shift in era to me. It feels that significant. You know, we are most like God in our creativity. He created the world. He created the animals. He created humankind. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply like me. You know, we are amazingly creative people. A big chunk of early Genesis is about people inventing things, cities, music, horticulture. <laughs> and, and, and I think he's pouring out his spirit of creativity on, on the people of God. Now for Blue Water, I think 2022 is going to be a year of uh, big growth and fruitfulness, which sound like uh, I'm nominally the senior pastor. I'm legally obligated to say that, right? Um, but I, I think I actually believe it. I think, I think I actually believe it. I think I have a conviction about it. Conviction was a word that we used a lot in last week's sermon. If you were gone and haven't listened to it, you can find it online. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to be a season of uh, breakthrough and fruitfulness uh, for us collectively and in our individual ministries. But I think the, the breakthrough and the fruitfulness that we're going to, um, to see will be carried on the shoulders of people who live and work in a heightened state of faith. I've been using that phrase a lot in my prayers. 
just in a heightened state of faith. So many, so many different ways to talk about faith. You know, and I've spent the largest chunk of my life thinking about faith and, and figuring out how to live it better and to live in it better. It has been uh, a passion of mine. It's also been a challenge of mine because this is going to shock a lot of the old timers. I'm not naturally gifted in faith and optimism. I'm kind of pessimistic. I'm kind of a downer. Um, and, uh, and, you know, like, seriously so. Like, like more than you think. Like my, whole, my whole family for generations has been clinically depressed. They've all been self-medicators. They've all been heavy drinkers and, and, and addicts sort of managing their own despair. Uh, the first time I held a blade to my wrist, I was five years old. I used to, I used to go to bed, I remember at three age three, age four, and, and worry for some reason that I would kill myself in the night. It was just a real spirit of depression right, in, in my house and, and on my life as I grew up. And then somehow Jesus came into that. <laughs> his his entryway was through some babysitters, actually, and you know, I've talked about that story a fair bit over the years. But when I talk about faith and I talk about learning faith, it is learned. Right? It is something that God added to me. And it's a discipline that I've chiseled out of granite with my fingernails and found it to be worth it. Right? I am still not good at it. In fact, let's be honest, I kind of suck at it. But, you know, it's like a thirsty man thinks about water. <laughs> you know, I've had occasion to really think about faith, and, there, and therefore I think to understand it in, in a fairly unique way. You know, like learning a foreign language. You usually understand the principles of grammar better than a native speaker does, you know, because it's not instinctive to you. There's hardly anything about faith that is instinctive to me. And so I just value it in, in a, a unique way. Unique way. So when I speak of faith, I speak of having conviction about what's coming. And when I speak about living together in a heightened state of faith this year, Please appreciate what I'm saying and what I'm talking about and where it comes from. This is the thing, right? This is the key, I think, for us. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fool around with something like that. <laughs> Not me. Uh, because I know what it costs. And I know what the nature of it is. And I know how powerful it is that it can be life-changing and that it can be life-saving. You know, I have... Um, a little bit of ministry. I, I, I go around the world. I travel places. I have written a book. I minister occasionally in front of thousands of peoples, and I do supernatural ministry. I pull off miracles and heal people and cast out demons and prophesy and stuff like that. You know how ridiculous that is for a guy who has no natural gifting in faith? That's stupid. That's like the exact wrong lifestyle for me. If I can do it, you can do it. And if we can do it together... If we can together just put aside everything that's natural and habitual and choose a heightened state of faith instead, do you imagine? Do you imagine? Yeah? Imagine what's possible here in our little sanctuary in Ainahaina. We've gotten out of courtesy and love. Um, that's what I think about 2022 uh, for Blue Water. Uh, a year carried on the shoulders of people who choose to live in a heightened state of faith. If you're with me, say, Amen.
It's pretty Christian. In John 10.10, Jesus has said, Jesus said, I have come uh, that they might have life and that they might have it abundantly, abundant life. Let's take a moment of reflection here in the middle of the sermon, and I want you to think about what abundance you want in 2022, right? It could be abundance and like, oh, abundance in your ministry harvest, maybe abundance in your family, maybe abundance of money. (laughs) You know, it's been uh, uh, a scarce time for a lot of us. Abundance in relationships, abundance in romance. I don't really have a direction, but just think about what abundance you want in 2022. Think about that for 30 seconds. So many of us have this false humility. We think it's arrogant to think about abundance in our life. But this is why Jesus came, people. That's what he said. So cooperate with him. You got it? You got something? You got some sort of vision perking in your head? Yeah, I see some of you making notes. You're the A students. All right. Jesus also said in uh, Luke chapter 6, part of the Sermon on the Mount thing, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down and shaken together, poured into your lap, uh, he says. Um, For with the measure you use, it shall be measured to you. Yes? That's Jesus' teaching on how to get abundance. Uh, What does it mean? How do you get abundance? You give abundance. Now let's go back to faith. You want abundance in your life? How are you going to give abundant faith into the world around you? What are some good ways to give faith abundantly into your life, into lives around you, into the world around you? We have some teachings on that. You know, faith is trying Faith is an attitude. Your attitude is the most contagious thing about you. We know these things. You know, imagine just exerting an attitude of faith wherever you go on whomever happens to be in front of you. You know, think about how to do that. That's a big part of your 2022. That's a big part of your 2022. And what I'm inviting you to be part of this year in Blue Water Mission is just this it's almost ridiculous pursuit of that attitude, Right? I I want to invite you into an experiment with me, as I said last week in the sermon. I want to invite you into an experiment with me in which we live in an almost unjustifiable state of faith. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I I want you to join me in taking it a little bit too far. Is that okay? Is that Christian? Are you in? Or are you going to think about it a little bit more? You're the savvy ones. But the people who jump in, well, are probably the useful ones. But the measure you give, right? You sow in abundant faith. You sow in ridiculous faith. Well, you know, progress and outcome will be a little bit ridiculous for you. It will be interesting. You have a lot of stories. You'll have a lot of stories. Life is ministry. Go get it. Um, the scripture I actually want to share this morning comes from an Old Testament story. I'm jumping around a fair bit in Scripture this morning. Um, my plan for the new year is actually to, uh, in a few weeks' time, to begin a sermon series on really weird stories of the Bible. 
that have been important to me. So like we'll go through uh, all of these. This part, one of the early sermons is going to be about this guy, Jacob, who uh, you might know at one point in his story at a pivotal moment ends up wrestling with an angel, going mano, mano, fist fight with an angel sent from the Lord. That's weird. I love it. It's awesome. I like these stories. Fighting, fighting with God. You know, and God changes his name at that point and says, what's the name? Calls him Israel, which literally means, Bible scholars, struggles with God, or, or you could translate it, struggles against God. And God's like, that's your name, and out of you I will make my nation, my people. I love the Bible. It's just like this greatest book. It's so entertaining, you know, that the Lord should do that. Well, this is how Jacob's story starts, and it's just going to be a little snippet from it. Um, and many of you know this, so I'm just going to read excerpts of the story of Jacob and Esau. Do you guys know this story? Like if you're new to the Bible and the church, maybe you don't know it. But um, Jacob and Esau were twins uh, that were born uh, to this patriarchal couple um, in in the Bible. Um, And uh, father's name was Isaac. Um, And mother figures in this story. Um, And when they were born, Esau came out first and was therefore the eldest child. And that was the one that got all the inheritance in, in those days. And then Jacob came out second, grabbing onto the heel, the ankle of his brother, you know, trying to, I want to be first, you know, that sort of idea. And so they called him Jacob, which literally means heel catcher or, you know, one who trips or one who uh, undermines could be a, a figurative way. So what a great name. You know, you are Esau, the firstborn. You're guy who causes trouble for, you know, um, what's his name? Aren't you glad I didn't name you? Second born. We call him Jeremiah instead. Um, so uh, picking up in uh, the latter half of Genesis chapter uh, 25, uh, we didn't have it on the big screen because all our tech guys had enough to do this week. Uh, so just listen up uh, as I read it uh, from the NIV in my large print Bible. Uh, So they're older now, and it turns out that Esau is kind of a man's man. He likes to hunt. He's really hairy, it says. You know, when the Bible says you're really hairy, you're hairy. (laughs) You know? And he he was a a redhead, which made him sort of, he had nicknames having to do with that. This big, hairy, redhead, manly guy, all big and muscular, smelled like the open field, we're told. Uh, and, uh, and Jacob said when Esau was out hunting in the field, uh, Jacob stayed among the tents with his mom. He was that kid. You know, he's a sensitive boy. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, he, liked, he liked to just hang around, you know, women. He just had, uh, you know, different personality, and he was a great cook, which is helpful. And in this story, he makes a lentil stew, vegetarian quack. (laughs) That his brother, the hunter, really, really liked. I'm just saying. (laughs) That figures in a lot of Blue Water sermons as well. Once, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. 
he said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he was also called Edom. Edom uh, has to do with the color red. And so, you know, everything was red about this guy. He's red. He's covered with red hair. He liked red stew, a lot of cayenne pepper in it, you know. He loved that. What a man. What a man. Um, Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Already, this is an interesting conversation. I'm hungry. How about some of that great stew that you make? Well, I want to have the rights of the firstborn. Look, I'm about to die here. You know, men get so grumpy when they're hungry. I expected a lot of amens on that one. Um, I'm about to die here, Esau said. What good is a birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. Good vegetarian stew. You're out of the room. I just want you to note. (laughs) He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. That's how the story goes, although it was very good lentil stew. Uh, And then picking it up in chapter 27, when Isaac, this was dad, was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and I don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and your bow, my manly son, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me, and then prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Go kill something and give me some of that tasty flesh. Mm. Now Rebecca, this is the mom, was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau when Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back. Rebekah said to her son Jacob, look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. This is what you did to your firstborn. I give you all that I have, my firstborn son. That kind of blessing. And there was some sort of prophecy that went with it. Now, my son, listen carefully, Rebekah says to Jacob, And do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, "Uh, But my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I'm a man with smooth skin. What if my father touches me? Isaac was going blind, so he identified by touch. I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. He not only would appear to be tricking him, he would be tricking him. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get the goats. I like her. So he went out and got them and brought them to his mother and she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth smooth part of his neck uh, with the goat skins. (laughs) Clever. Then she handed to her son, Jacob, the tasty food and the bread she'd made. He went to his father and said, my father, yes, my son, he answered, who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. And then you go through this whole rigmarole where 
you know, Isaac reaches out and touches the goat's skin and tries to grab his neck and says, well, you sound a bit like Jacob, but you smell like Esau, the clothes, and you feel like Esau, uh, and it tastes good. Uh, let me give you the blessing. And he prophesies the great blessing for the firstborn to the younger son instead. And so it's a trick. That's the story. He lives up to his name, ankle biter, <laughs> you know, heel catcher, trickster. That's the story. And then we'll examine that story later on. Uh, in a different sermon series. What do you think of the character of Jacob? His name was Heel Snatcher, one who trips <laughs> someone else, the trickster. What do you think of his character? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Undecided? Come on, we're in a new place. It's a new era. You can talk to me. I'm not going to trick you. My name is Jordan, not Jacob. Do you like Jacob? Who likes Jacob? Not so much. I love Jacob. I love this guy. And you know what else? Apparently God did. Because God builds of this man the nation of Israel, right? This guy. So I, I read the story differently, and I, and I think maybe this has to do with how I came up and my struggles and stuff like that, right? Esau had the gift, right? He didn't earn it. He was just born into it. He had, you know, he had these physical gifts. He was a remarkable-looking guy. His dad loved him. He had the, you know, the same personality and aptitudes of his father. He just got the wealth of the father's attention. He was going to get all the inheritance, all the money, all the land. Esau was just gifted that stuff. Jacob had squat. And it wasn't his fault. He couldn't, he couldn't change the order in which he was born. He did his best holding on to the heels, like, oh, you know, instinctively. He did his best. He tried, and then he had to grow up in this. You know, he couldn't compete with his brother and all that stuff. He couldn't compete for his dad's attention. What was he going to do to get a blessing in life? He only had the one life. Don't you want your life to be blessed? Right? And so he just thought about it, and he thought about it, and he figured, well, what do I have that I can use? You know, and then an opportunity came. And, you know, he, he was sly, but was he really illegal? Right? Because it was kind of a twisted deal, but it was a deal, right? I will give you some lentils. Mmm. You sell me your birthright. Right? And Esau, the guy who had all the gift, who had everything, wouldn't fight for his blessing. On the contrary, he traded it for food. He traded it for comfort food. You know, he traded it for momentary comforts. Right? And so the scripture says he despised it. He wouldn't take seriously the blessing that God had just gifted him in life. But Jacob would do anything he could to get a blessing out of life. I love Jacob. I love him. Totally identify with this guy. It's as if God himself had built walls in front of Jacob, not you. 
not you. Everything in life had taught Jacob, no, not you. You, you can't. I'm against you. And Jacob was like, I just got to figure out a way, you know? And his mother, thankfully, of the same personality, is like, I got an idea. You know, here's what we're going to do. Yeah, Chinese mom, is that what it was? All right. Yeah, yeah the original tiger mom. Um, uh, you know, lo- loved her son and loved that spirit in him and wanted to give him a little, a little help. You know, um, will you do anything? Will you fight any fight? Will you think of any creative idea? Will you pursue any creative motion, notion in order to get blessing? Because that's the kind of person I'm looking for. Because that's the kind of person God is looking for. What will you do? Be like, you know, it's unfair. Things are just stacked against me. You know, God himself has refused to bless me. <sighs> I'm going to eat stew. Is that you? Or is it like, I don't care, man. Even if it does seem like God is against me, I'm going for it. I'm, I'm going to find a way. And this theme just keeps repeating in Jacob's life for decades. You know? And we see an interesting story, and this is what we'll talk about later, in which God comes up with little creative ways to bless him, but they're always challenging. They're always interesting. But also... God himself throws obstructions and struggles into Jacob's way until it gets to the point where God actually sends an angel or manifests as an angel, depending on how you read the story, tackles Jacob and beats him up all night long. And do you remember what Jacob says at the end of that struggle as the day is dawning? He said, he just holds on and says, bless me, bless me. That's faith, man. That's, that's it. That's it. I don't care how many times you've been punched in the face, kneed in the gut. I don't care how many times you've been thrown down. What will you do to fight through it to get your blessing? To get the abundance that Jesus came to give you? Now, some of you might just get it as a gift in which I say, just be thankful for what you got. You better be thankful for what you got. You don't want to despise what the Lord has given you, just given you. But sometimes the Lord will say, I ain't giving you nothing. Fight me for it. And do you think that's a biblical way to say it? It is. It is. Because life is not designed to be easy. (laughs) For a lot of us, life is designed to be challenging. Why? Well, because that's what gets the faith out of us. You know, Jacob figured out faith. He had to. Esau, I don't think, ever got it. Never got it. Never got it. So who are you? You the guy that you don't like? (laughs) Or the guy that you do like in the story? Who are you going to love? Who are you going to cherish? Who are you going to emulate? Whose character do you really want in that story? You know? And I, I just, I, in Blue Water, I just want a band of Jacobs. I, I just want a, a band of people who just, just don't care about the details. <laughs> it's like, I just, they're just things to figure out. 
but will do anything. Even if it seems a little underhanded to get the blessing, that's a virtue. That's actually a virtue that attracts God. That attracts God. More on that st- story later. Um, mission method, method mindset. Um, I'm just trying so hard to fight my way into a mindset of faith this year. You know, I got some gifts. I'm a really creative person. I'm a problem solver. I got, you know, I got you, which is good. It's an asset, right? It ain't nothing is what I'm saying. It ain't nothing. It's something, you know. We can use this. We can work with this, right? We got this. Um, But, you know, 2022, I mean, my my spiritual supernatural side is going to get renewed respect in the world this year, you know. And godly supernatural people like me are going to get just a ton of respect this year. This year I'm just going to flow in abundance. I'm going to get breakthroughs in, in places that I've hoped for. Yeah? You want to be part of that? <laughs> fight me for it. You know, you got to fight against me. you got to fight against God. I don't care who you got to fight against. You want to fist fight over getting to the fake burgers in line? Then just go for it. <laughs> right? But, you know, I'm just going to be a column of fire, right? You want to get near me? Like, I can't give you faith. I can't fill your lamp with oil, but I can touch it off, right, if you want, you know? And then you can burn as well. The thing about burning fuel is you constantly got to replenish it. You got to stay on top of it. You know, I'm speaking from a parable if you don't know it, right? Are you in it? Um, so I'll just end this way. Um, if you want to be a column of flaming faith, I mean, if you're willing to do anything this year to get your blessing, the abundant life that Jesus has for you, if you are willing to pour out, that is to say, the measure of faith in which you want to receive from your faith, right? I mean, really, if, if you've got that sort of fist fight, nothing will stop me, no tradition, no person, if you've got that kind of attitude, then uh, stand up, and I just like to just like to set a match to it. Come, Holy Spirit, come in this place. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Uh, lift to Him uh, a life filled with faith. Commit yourself to a fist fight in 2022. More, Lord. More, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would raise up a whole, a whole tribe of heel catchers. A whole tribe of clever tricksters who incidentally are the kind of people who never give up or back down. Who always find a way to get what they want from the Lord. I just bless you in Jesus' name to be a little ridiculous and unjustified in your faith. 
to just use it because it's there. In the name of Jesus, I bless you with the faith of the Canaanite woman in Matthew 15. She went to get healing for her daughter. And Jesus said, no, I've been called to the nation of Israel right now. I can't deal with the Canaanites at this moment to help. And she said, even the dogs get crumbs from the children's table. And Jesus said, that is great faith. Your daughter's healed. If you feel like God has looked at you and said, no, then maybe you say, oh, but here's some faith. God has been known to honor that. God himself can be swayed by ridiculous faith. Isn't that lovely? Because the point is to trust God. The point is to, is to live in faith and not fear. Open up your hands. And it's the Lord is not done giving gifts yet. More, Lord. More, Lord. He's giving. He's giving. You're starting to just feel a little bit a little bit overly confident. Good, go with that. You're starting to feel a little bit, some of you it feels like a little bit, um, almost feels a little bit perverse, a little bit too much. Just this morning, just, just take it in grace, will you? Just take it. Cultivate a new attitude. Maybe that's faith attitude. You just haven't realized it before. Faith attitude. I know you got stuff arrayed against you. See it fall right now. See it dissipate. See it fall off. See it fall away. See, your, see yourself emerge from it with the abundance you want. Faith in the name of Jesus. I bless you with faith. And I pray, Father God, that you would alight us with flame. I pray, Father God, that what starts here on our first morning in a new place would carry into all of our homes, into all of our workplaces, into all of our classrooms, all of our neighborhoods, that it would characterize the island in 2022, and that as you send us around the world, we would start some stuff. Start some stuff. I bless you with creativity and new birth. I think some of you are literally feeling it right now in your body, aren't you? If you got something that needs to be healed, open up. But some of you are just feeling your body respond to faith. You know, even if you're healthy, it's like, ooh, what's that? It's coming. It's coming. More, Lord. You can live on faith, you know. I have it on good biblical authority. It can raise the dead. More, Lord. This is why we were born. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is our far out indeed mission. In Jesus' name, let the people say, that's the beginning, guys. More to come. Stay tuned. Have a seat real quick. We have to go pick up the kids. 
Uh, but let's take our communion together. Go ahead and peel off the little lid. If you haven't done this one before, I'll give you a little bit to figure out the apparatus. There's a wafer on the top. We're going to share a celebratory meal out on the grassy lanai afterwards, but uh, let's share a meal with the Lord right now. This 2,000-year-old tradition that celebrated a togetherness with Jesus, uh, a siblinghood that was not like Esau and Jacob's. <laughs> uh, it was like uh, brothers and sisters who love and support each other. On the night before he died, Jesus was sharing a final meal with his disciples, and he took the loaf of bread that he was sharing, he broke it, and he said, fellas, this is my body broken for you. Take it and eat. In a similar way, he took the common cup of wine that they were sharing, and he said, guys, this is my blood poured out for you. Take it and drink, and as often as you do this, remember me. Father God, we remember your sacrifice of your son and that you too are a bit ridiculous in the way that you do things, the way that you share love and the way that you trust in us to carry the light forward. We share with you our love and trust you to make us light bearers. In Jesus' name, amen. Look, if you need some uh, special prayer for healing or something in your body or you need some prophetic direction or breakthrough in your life, uh, this is a good morning to get it. I have no particular idea where we're going to put our prayer team. Uh, this corner, right up here, we're going to array across the front. There'll be some people up here to pray for you. Come on forward right now. Those of you who are parents with kids, uh, uh, you can uh, go pick them up soon because it's about that time. Um, and uh, youth, uh, go get your food, and you got to get down to the youth garage uh, downstairs. It's going to be a great service. See you at the celebration. For those of you who have to go, I'll see you next week. May the Lord perfect in you uh, this week all that he has in mind. See ya.